All right, guys, before we get started, what I want you to do is go ahead and hit that like button, hit share, hit subscribe, hit follow, whatever works best on the platform that you're on. Everything that you do to engage with the podcast helps us spread the message and really helps reinforce us being the force of change within veterinary medicine. And we're extremely grateful if you're able to do that for us. So thank you very much. All right, let's get to the show. We got Molly and Carol today. Yep. I'm sitting over here because I'm assuming that y'all are just going to talk and I'm going to chime in like every 10, 15 minutes. Perhaps. I hope so. Okay. Um, got you guys both in here because y'all had an idea to we did. Uh, basically. She had an idea. I did have an idea. <laughs> I did <yo>. not. <laughs> uh, to kind of uh, talk about the way in which you guys communicate because you're very unique uh, individuals, but also you are very different in who kind of you are. And we're going to uh, learn a little bit more about the way in which you guys collaborate, yeah. I guess. And also kind of what I'm going to do is chime in with uh, how that really works in with assessment data and kind of what you guys are seeing um, because uh, oddly enough you are different in almost every single variable yeah. uh, across the board so um, if you are listening to this um, I will put the YouTube link in because what I'm going to do as well once we start looking at the data is I'm going to do like overlays so they can kind of see what it is and gotcha. all that as well so um, if you're listening maybe try watching if you're watching sorry that I haven't shaved in a week uh <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm going to hand it off to you, Carol, because you've done this. I mean, Molly's done it, too, but you got yeah. a little bit more experience. But, yeah, I mean, what was the thought? So I just thought it was super interesting because I was thinking about, like, collaboration. And we've talked a lot about how at PAW, like, we ground ourselves or like we make an effort to collaborate with the intent of fulfilling purpose and mm -hmm. in our purpose is always serving the patient. And so I was just thinking about like me, cause Molly and I work a fair number of shifts together and she's always excited to see me much to my dismay <laughs> and vice versa. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but we have, yes, very different Tricor mm -hmm. assessments. Mm -hmm. um, I am very high IC mm -hmm. and Molly is very high DC. So mm -hmm. there is some overlap yep. there. Yep. Um, but then even our like motivators or whatever, that's what you call these, right? Yep. Yeah. Those are very different as well. And I think it was when I was listening to your podcast with Ben and you were talking about how you're very high economic mm -hmm. and I was like, that's interesting because <laughs> I'm super low economic. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of where I got the idea from. Cause I feel like even though we're very different, like we collaborate very well together. Mm -hmm. Too many words. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> as long as you're not reading a book, if you're reading a book, like there is no talking to you until you're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, that's the other thing is that like Molly, despite the fact that this is something I, I don't know if I fully understand about the high D, you, even though you quote unquote don't care, you're still very observant of other people and their behaviors. And so, yeah, like she picked up right away on the fact that like if I'm reading something, you my ears don't work. 
Like you can't tell me things. <laughs> and it took Evan months, actually years probably to figure this out. And Molly figured it out within like <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Not even. <laughs> Not even. Yeah. How did, how did you figure that out? You just, you just did it. I was trying to talk to her and then she like, I looked and I'm like, Oh, she's reading a book. Okay. Oh, wait. And then that after it? that, it was like, anytime she's like reading any of the books here at the clinic and someone's trying to get a hold of her, it's like, She's not answering them. And I was like, oh, she doesn't listen when she's reading. Yeah, like she just is observant and pays attention mm-hmm. is really all that it is. So like, do you do that on purpose or is that like just the way that your body works? That's the way my brain works. Okay. Like I actually don't hear you. And the, and the only reason I picked up on it was because I was reading and out of like the periphery of my hearing, I heard Molly tell somebody, she can't hear you, she's reading. <laughs> And I was like, yep. And then went back to what I was doing again. But it's a, it's a constant thing between Evan and I where I'll be at home reading a book or something and he'll say something to me. And I'm like, what did you say? <laughs> How long have you been talking to me? How long have me? you been talking? Because I, I don't. Like my brain just hmm. completely focuses on what I'm doing. Interesting. Yeah. Seeing that I'm the complete opposite. If I'm at home reading a book, it's like I'm reading my book and then my TV is playing in the background. So I'm reading the book, but I'm also listening to the TV. Oh. And then I'm also sitting there with my laptop open, sending people messages at the same time. See. And still understand where I'm at and what my book was about. Yeah. See, that's the part that I can't do. I can have the TV on and also be reading, but it's because my brain just completely ignores the, what the TV is doing. No, nope, I listen to it at the same time. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wait, this is a really good part. Stop reading for a second. Watch and then go back. <laughs> nope. Hmm, that's nope. interesting. Yeah. So how do you guys, like, I, d- walk me through the way that you would each kind of summarize the way that you guys work together. Because, um, again, it is unique in the way, that the more that you can kind of uh, elaborate with that before we get into, like, the data points on how you collaborate um, will help people kind of understand the fact that right. we can be very, very different people. Yeah. But also... Where we, 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 I think what's gonna shine through is that you guys pick up each other's slack essentially. Like Probably. you pick each up each other's <laughs> like weaknesses with your strengths because of the the disparity and kind of who you are. But like, yeah, if you had to explain it to somebody that you've never worked with, how you two work together, how you communicate, how would you do that? So I know from working with Caroline, a lot of the time, she's very good at explaining things. Very, very knowledgeable. We'll go, no offense, on yeah. for like 15 minutes about one topic and you get super excited about Correct. it. So she's really good at explaining things where, for me, I'm not in its get to the point right away. So it's funny because like I'll explain something and then she'll go in more in depth and it's like, yeah, that's what I said. Just yeah. <laughs> a lot shorter. <laughs> so she is better at explaining some things to some of the newer staff than what I am. And it's like, I, I said that mm-hmm. just yeah. less of an adventure. Mm-hmm. So she does help with that shortfall for me. Yeah. I, I was trying to think of like why or where like the collect, cause it, I, I find it so funny that people like you warn yourself, you warn other people about yourself <laughs> all the time. Like you always come in and you're like, Oh, I need the, whatever the, like, caution, the tag. caution tag today. And I'm like, okay, sure. Whatever Molly. Like I usually just blow it off because I'm just like, it's just Molly. Like I've just mm-hmm. kind of, and I don't know if that has to do with like the eye factor and like mirroring or like trying to like integrate into like how the other person like interacts with things. But I feel like all I did was just kind of like lean into how Molly is mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we definitely use it to our advantage. Like I've said a couple of times, like I need a closer right now. Like I need this <laughs> caregiver to make a decision and mm-hmm. I need Molly. Like I need to take, take a step away from my like niceness and my, like I need harmony and for everybody to have a pleasant experience. And I just need a decision. Mm-hmm. And so that's usually when I send Molly in with the estimate and I'm like, all right, like I need you to call this caregiver and get a decision out of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, so with that one as a specific example, what you're noticing is the difference in aesthetic value. Yeah. Um, so there is a behavioral portion to that, but I am an IC like you, but my aesthetic is lower. So gotcha. when it comes to like just putting kind of the rubber on the road and just like, what are we going to do? Right. Or that, that needing a closer, that's going to be a little bit more in the aesthetic because you're less conflict averse, Molly, which for those that have worked with her or... Uh, you know, that's the caution tag actually right. it's probably because there are days where I might need one too. Actually, yeah. I just did a, um, a debrief with my mom, uh, and her whole team was there. Okay. And they're, they are all digital and all that. And, um, she is low aesthetic also. And, um, the way that I described it was like some days you're just going to have to warn people when right. you're, so if you're stressed, especially because the edge is going to be sharp, yeah. it's probably going to be sharp all the time, but, um, sometimes you can kind of coax it a little bit, but, um, if you're, if you're stressed and less focused on, um, those that are around you and more on like task and process, which is DC, yeah. um, it's going to hurt if they don't yeah. know that it's coming, which is why it's just like, all right, we're just going to warn you because right. it's because it, it's not personal. Right. I just want to get things done. Yeah. Uh, which I think is what Molly's very, very good at. Yeah. But I also don't know. I'm trying to think of a time when I love you just mirroring me now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It looked like a comfy way to sit. You got really tense there for a second. It was kind of comfy. Uh, and now I'm not going to stop doing it. <laughs> Should we see how long we can live like that? <laughs> that is gonna, now it's just going to get weird. <laughs> All right, I'm done. <laughs> okay. Uh, what was I saying? Oh, um, when I, I'm trying to recall a time when like you told me something or like made a correction that I, and t- to remember like how I handled it. Like I can't think of, I can think of times when I've had to tell mom, tell you off. I don't know if that's even the right word for it, but like. I don't know if I can think of a time when you've like made a correction to me and like, or the fact that like, I feel like I, maybe this is me patting myself on the back, but just like taking it in stride and being like, okay, great. And like mm-hmm. moving on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a horrible person to ask. Cause one, if you like, as you say, tell me off in the clinic and if, like, I don't remember things very well. Like if it, yeah. like, I'm very easy to forget things and, it is what it is. That's my thing is I think that's part of why we collaborate well is because both of us are able to just say like one, I know that when Molly tells me something like that, she's telling, like, I know where she's coming from. I think that's part of what helps. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just like, okay. And then move on. And similarly, like, I know that I can tell Molly information directly and that she's going to appreciate that more than me using 56 words <laughs> to explain something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Use less words. Yes. How, how do you Molly um because I think Caroline you're a little bit more of a verbal thinker kind of like me where like if your brain gets stuck you kind of talk it out a little bit yeah um do you notice that and does like how do you process that with Caroline talking things out yeah 
Uh, she does, depending on, I, I don't really know if you remember, with like your first hit by a car that was urinating blood and then had the oh. pneumothorax, that one. I remember him. I don't know if I remember this. I do remember when he came in there like, oh, he's urinating blood. And at first I was like, uh, okay, like. Uh huh. Like brain goes to like urinary issue, right? And then they're like, and then I look at the check and form. It's like, oh, hit by a car. I walk around. I'm like, oh, that's actually like blood, blood. So uh, she was in the middle of a thought, and it's like, hey, Caroline, I need you to come look at this dog, and it wasn't related to any other patient. And you're like, hold on, I gotta finish this. I'm like, no, but you need to come here first. Like <laughs> this takes priority. Yeah. And the whole time we're working up the case, like we're watching the dog, and you're like. We're trying to ultrasound. And you're like, I really don't like his breathing. I'm like, yeah, none of us do. We just gotta finish this first. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, so then my next question would be for you is like, if you get, if you're in the middle of that thought, uh-huh. how hard is it to stop? And then how hard is it to come back? That it is hard for me. And it's, I'm going to do it again. There was one day and it was, it was a day that like my life outside of Paul was super stressed. So I've been making the joke that mm-hmm. like my Ram is already occupied with yeah. other things. Yep. Um, and there was one day that I was working where I had like no extra brain space and it was literally just like one task to the next task. Like I had to keep like, f- like focusing on like one thing after another. And you kept interrupting me to tell me things, which is good. Like I obviously need to stay updated with what's going on in the clinic, but I was like, Molly, like I need to finish this first or like it's gone. Like I can't, I won't be able to like put my, cause I, do have that problem where I have to put my mind like into what I'm doing. And if I'm just like sort of peripherally, it's probably the book thing. It's the book thing all over again. Like I have to focus on one thing at a time, whereas Molly is capable of like juggling. So that's one thing that's nice about having the triage text, like running triage is mm-hmm. that like Molly has a perfect skill set to keep all of the balls like juggling at the same time and in the air. Whereas like I have to focus on one at a time because otherwise like, that one ball is going to get dropped. So, yeah. Um, actually, that, that actually brings me to an interesting observation mm-hmm. with assessment data as well. If we go to the third page sure. here, um, what you're seeing there, which I actually find very interesting how we, we talked about it on your last podcast, how you're not really a systems thinker, but if you've, you've practiced in enough areas where it's like you're really good at it in, cer- in certain ways, mm-hmm. running triage is one of those, mm-hmm. right? Because... Because you still think about it kind of one by one by one by one by one. It's just you you can handle the long list. And it's like it's yeah. always kind of in your head. But being able to go down the line um, is a very practical way of managing those things. You're a very practical thinker. For you, Caroline, you're kind of even across all three. You do push a little bit more up in practical. But this is a little bit older as well. I mm-hmm. would bet that they're probably pretty balanced. Um but what's happening, I think, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is you know that you can hear in all of it, but you choose to isolate down because if you don't, you get overfilled. I mean, yeah. Yeah, like it's a conscious processing method of like, no, I just, I really just have to focus on finishing this thing. Yeah. Because I know I can open my ears up. I know that I have the uh, capacity to do so because you have the processing speed to handle all this stuff. But what happens when you do that is you become less decisive. You you kind of, you you overthink some things, that sort of stuff. Um, So being able to um, suck the thoughts down into more right. consumable pieces makes that, um, I, I admit the thought, the, the, yeah. um, 
thinking process more streamlined for you? It's probably what I do in my everyday life too, because what I'll do is like, I'll get decision paralysis about like my to-do list. So like, I am like, God, I have a shitload of things to do, but I don't even know where to start. And so I sit down and I like let my brain open up for a second and I make my list of like, these are all the things I have to do. And then I just have to like one at a time, like go down the list because otherwise that's exactly what happens is I get overwhelmed by like Mm -hmm. the amount of stuff. So I have to take, I have to like organize it somehow Mm -hmm. in my brain. And I'm, I'm the complete opposite at home. It's like, okay. So I look around my house and it's like, okay, I got a lot to do today. And it's like, I'm going to start the dishes and I'm going to go clean the bathroom. I'm going to get halfway through that. I'm going to then go and wipe down my countertops. Oh, and then go start and switch laundry and put a load away and then go back to my bathroom and then vacuum my floor. So it's like this whole big circle, but it all gets done. Sure. Yeah. I just can't. So it's the, it, it, that's the D, right? It can be. Um, I would say with that one too, it's, it's going to be a little bit, um, the way that data is processed, but definitely like you're not one that has to stop and make a list of all the things that you have to do and then like think about like the right way to do it and all that like there's not there is not a methodical nature to that thought process it's just like no I'm just gonna get my ass up and I'm just gonna go do all of the things and so yeah that the the way in which that decision is made is behavioral so it's just no I just I'm a task uh, oriented person I'm going to go fulfill task and I'm just I just know what's going to happen yeah but the way that the data is processed is it's still one thing one thing one thing one thing you're not thinking about cleaning your entire house you're thinking about okay now I'm in the kitchen and there's dirty dishes so I'm gonna put the dishes away so it, I'm not it, putting away dirty dishes. I'm putting away clean dishes. There, there is <laughs> there is that small caveat, but um, whatever. Uh, but yeah, that's it, 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 there's multiple things that are happening there, um, and we would perceive from the outside more of the behavioral thing because yeah. we're not in Molly's brain. Right. Sometimes that's a good thing. <laughs> I would say it's a good thing for everyone all of the times. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, the other thing too, to kind of go along with this is, um, you know, we can, we, I look at this data and, you know, in, in previous uh, projects working with teams and all that, as I'd, I, if I was from the outside looking in, it would be like, oh, we have a lot of potential for volatility here. Yeah. We have, um, you know, somebody that's uh, behaviorally a DC. So if we have a team that doesn't know what to do with that, and we've talked about this on the podcast before, mm-hmm. like that's going to be the your conflict creator. Um, I see is mm-hmm. a hard behavioral profile for people to understand because you, the one second you can be very um, outgoing and nice and like really experience oriented. And then you'll just throw like this little jab out there just at, into the ether of, right. of whatever it is. I do the same thing. Uh, you, me and Carlo are all ICs, which I think is the most hilarious thing. That is thing. really funny. Um, so like high volatility yeah. <laughs> potential there um, from a values perspective, Molly, your low aesthetic uh, Caroline's high yep. economic. You guys are uh, mirrored um for um individualistic they're both higher um political you guys are mirrored of each other altruism caroline yours is higher um and then for regulatory um molly yours is theoretical you guys both share yeah. And then the way in which you process data is similar where you lead practical but uh, molly's just a little bit more pronounced 
Right. So all of that data, right? Because typically we like to be around people that are like us. We, um, our friend groups tend to uh, generally assimilate to being similar um, because it's just easier, right? Like if you have people who behave in the same way as you, if they value the same things as you, they're just easier to communicate with. But on on work-based teams, I would see this and be like, okay, like, yeah, we have a high potential for volatility, but also we have a huge opportunity because we have two people that can pick up um, mm-hmm. where the other naturally leaves off. Because yeah. if we have somebody that needs the long answer, we're going to go to Caroline. Mm-hmm. If we have if we have a, a caregiver that's having a hard decision to, to make or whatever, and it's just like, nope, we're just going to do it, we're going to go to Molly. And, and we're not even going to necessarily think like, Caroline, you need to go learn how to do that. Because it's not what you do. Right. So. Um, yeah, I was going to say, actually, our our roles at PAW are also, like, pretty fitted to, like, what our strengths are as well. Like, because, like I said, Molly handles, realistically, like, all the triage, like, decision-making stuff that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And then I'm there to, like, give everything, like, scope and depth to, <laughs> like, the caregivers that need, like, the explanation for the things. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, I will pull her in and be like, yo, I need a decision here. Like, if I'm not able to get one out of somebody, I do use that for sure. You're like, not, to you're, play You're strengths. not the only one. Oh, that uses that? <laughs> yeah. You were not the only one. There have been several times where it came in and it's like, here's this case. They're in this room. They need to make a decision. It's like, okay. So I go in the room uh-huh. and it's like, A, B, or C, what do you want us to do today? Mm-hmm. Sign one of these, except yes. sign these two <laughs> decline. Yes. And it's like, run them through the estimates again, but you're not the only one who yeah. uses me to be like their sharp little tool to be like, I need a decision. Like yeah. your patient's critical. Decide now. Well, that's what I think is funny too. Like the individualistic. Mm-hmm. I think it's funny that we both have that high. And I think that's part of why we like do work at PAW because that's, I mean, me partly why I've never really fit in at a practice is and why Molly would probably struggle fitting in at a practice because we're both pretty high individualistic. And if I feel like my voice isn't being heard mm-hmm. um, or that like I can't have input, then I'm like, yeah, no, I'm out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I found that to be interesting too. That's actually, uh, I, I, I'm glad that you said that because um, another thing that that can be sourced out of is actually political, which yours on this data is low. Mm-hmm. I would bet that it would actually go up because typically the higher the political, um, if a decision Return is being investment. made, uh, that one's economic. Oh, um, uh, political is if a decision is being made that impacts you, um, you have to. The higher it is, the more you have to have your voice heard. Gotcha. So if somebody is making a decision or collaborating on anything about like the Humane Society. Like, and let's just imagine the scenario where they don't go to Molly and com- like change something about it. She's going to get mad right. because um, it's, it's something that is kind of, it's her second leading motivator. Like it just has to happen for her to continue to be fulfilled. And that's kind of yeah. where I wanted this conversation to go is like um, we have these opportunities because of how different you guys are to be fulfilled in ways that are f- like that actually match who you are rather right. than, um, you know, trying to force you into something. And actually I'm kind of curious from your previous work history, kind of if they've tried to put the square peg in a round hole or something like that. And like, uh, that's a, that's like, I use that phrase all the time. Um, but also like how that then, you know, is ultimately fed 
by this concept of serve the patient and how it doesn't actually matter who you are. You're just going to do this your way. Yeah. And because of that fact, I think that we do it better rather than trying to make you a hard decision right. maker or you the lofty talker, yeah. you know, just, that would just be so weird. And like, it, right. like when you're in the middle of it, it makes sense. Like we've, we've installed this way of communicating and this way of collaborating for the last six years. Right. And, um, now it's just a part of the way we look at each other and it's a part of the way that we work but we can't really take that for granted either because yeah. this does not exist everywhere so I but, think it I think it has like helped for sure because knowing like what Molly's like tricor assessment is like I think it gives me like more realistic expectations or something because like sometimes if you like start at a new clinic or a new any new job really it doesn't have to be veterinary related and you're trying to figure out people or like how to communicate with them. And this kind of takes some of the mystery out of it. Cause you're like, Oh, I know what to expect. <laughs> and also like you yourself and me, myself, like now I understand a little better how I react. And like, if I can feel myself reacting in the moment, then I can kind of self adjust. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm adjusting, like I'm changing who I am, but like just being aware of how you do those things, I think helps too. Mm -hmm. So, but yeah, that's what I would say the big difference is between like this practice versus like previous practices that I've worked at is just like the knowing it's, there's no like mystery mm -hmm. to it anymore. Mm -hmm. Cause you just know what the best way is to collaborate with someone. Um, but I, I would say that some teams can figure that out on their own, right? Yeah. Like over time. Um, I, th and I think actually most teams do, you know, that, that's a part of, um, you know, just building rapport with your colleagues and all that sort of stuff is like, right. you just figure out how people tick. Right. But I think what this does is it accelerates that time. Right. Significantly. That's, yeah. So, uh, cause like for me, the, I, I mean, everyone that, starts to work with Molly, like starts their work life here and meets Molly is like, holy cow, she's direct. <laughs> and this is after Annie even gives them that initial right. warning yeah, before well, they go. It's in. like, they, they, yeah, because they'll be like, yeah, sure, she's direct, I guess. Like, it's not yeah. a big deal. And it's like, oh, oh, yeah, she really is. So imagine a scenario where there's no warning. Imagine right. where there's no caution tag. Imagine right. a scenario where you don't even know how to describe it right. to somebody yeah. else, too. So that to me is like just giving that preemptive. It allows us and kind of, and actually I'm actually, I'm going to pause because I think that you guys working together works really, really well. Like what is the glue that makes it work? I think honestly it's the serve the patient thing because you can engage, serve the patient mm -hmm. on literally any of these values. Mm -hmm. Like you were talking about your return on investment and like how teaching for you is all about like getting it back from the people that you're teaching. And if you aren't getting it back, then you're like, this is not worth my time. Yeah. Versus like <laughs> me, I will probably talk them to death regardless of whether they care because my theoretical is so high mm -hmm. that I'm just like, we're learning and I love learning. <laughs> and I'm going to learn something in this process. Right, exactly. Like, let me go get my, my book. No. Yes, my, exactly. <laughs> like, wait, come read this. Yes. And everyone's like, what is she doing? Why is she so in love with this stupid book? Um, so, but I think it all comes down to like serve the patient. Cause I know if Molly gives me a correction or I, or I give her a correction, like we both realize that we're doing it to serve the patient. Mm -hmm. And like, it's that I think is the core of like our ability to collaborate is like, yeah. 
Your, it, your turn, Molly. It would, like, it, I mean, she's not, she's 100% correct in all of that, but it's like what Caroline said, working in a day practice or any job where you don't have someone, like, where you can understand what your brain thinks or what you say and then everyone takes it offensively, it just doesn't work. You get shut down, you get shut off, you don't enjoy your time there. Being here where I'm just able to be myself and then communicate with everyone in a way that works for me and being able to have somebody, Caroline, whoever it is, Carlo, whoever, picking up the slack to be like, this is what she's trying to say mm -hmm. is extremely helpful. Mm -hmm. Do you ever find, or I guess in the past, maybe here, maybe in previous jobs where, because um, I think naturally people will do that when they're around you because like if they know you, if they hear it, but it's like the other person isn't picking it up, they'll just come in and kind of help out, mm -hmm. right? And we just, I think we just do that a lot here. But has that ever been frustrating for you? Where someone, like, like where somebody's like done it wrong or it's just been irritating, like just in general to be, to have your, uh, to be mansplained maybe is another way of putting it, even if it's not a man, but because you're <laughs> like, that's what's happening, right? It's like, oh, well, this is what she meant, right? Mm -hmm. Like, does that ever get irritating? All the time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> so like when I come in with my more words and you're like, but that's what I just said. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it is, whether it's at work, which I mean, here I understand, like, this is why we need to go explain things in more depth so people understand why we're doing things the way we do the process into the purpose, serve the patient that yeah. I understand. If I'm outside of work, I just get this look on my face of like pure irritation. It's like, <laughs> that's what I fucking said. Like, like, Duly noted. <laughs> so what's the frustrating part then? Like, like, is it the fact that it wasn't understood or like, because, because to me, I think it can go a number of different ways. It's like one way that frustration can be is why weren't you listening to me? Right. Yes. But the other way could be a frustration with yourself, which is what Caroline would do is she'd be like, shit, I didn't explain that good enough. Like now I'm frustrated with myself, not with that person. It's more in, I think right. that maybe, yeah. I don't know, call me crazy, but. So a lot of the times, like when I'm talking, we'll use my best friend, for example, when I'm talking to her on the phone, I'll tell her something and she'll be like, what? I'm like, are you saying what? Cause you didn't hear me. What? Cause you didn't understand or what? Like, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> Like it's like three different what's because I need to know which way I'm going to if either if I'm yeah. explaining it more or she didn't understand me she didn't hear me anything like that so it depends on the situation but this it, like it's more irritating when I'm trying to speak to someone and having them go what and it's they just weren't listening mm -hmm. yeah. and then Eric has to come in or someone has to come in behind me and re-explain it and they're like oh that makes sense and it's like I just said that why weren't you listening when I was talking <laughs> Right. Yeah. Well, and I think most of the time I don't even realize that I'm doing this, but I would from like thinking back to how my brain probably worked at the time. If I hear Molly condense, cause usually what happens is I tell Molly something and then she reiterates that to the MSS or whatever that's going to carry it out. And if I talk, if she says something and then I add additional words to it, it's not that Molly had the intent wrong. It's usually that I'm giving a subtle change in how it's delivered because I'm already <laughs> thinking about how that MSS is going to communicate it to mm -hmm. the caregiver. Mm -hmm. And obviously like me, like me, mm -hmm. like communication, harmony, all that bullshit mm -hmm. is in my wheelhouse <laughs> molly it's not so much and mm -hmm. so it's not that i'm giving notations about context it's i'm giving notations about communication mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would think 
does that it make it it does make sense okay it does make sense because you're like um for example your estimates after you come out of consults you're like okay we're gonna do the exam consult and then urine and we're gonna show them blood work and then we're gonna do this and then we're also gonna show them meds to go home and you're like I don't care what they choose. Which, yeah. Like, it's always up to the caregivers as part of the informed consent. And then, like, she goes into this nice long explanation. I'm like, okay, here's your estimate. You're doing these things. And here are meds to go home. They get to pick what they want. Like, yeah. just go present it to them. And then she will chime in and be like, here's your more context to this. Because yeah. I do notice some of them do get that confused look on their face where they're like, but why? But huh? What, what are you talking yeah. about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess that's partly my thing is that I assume that everyone else is like me because obviously a human, that's just how your your brain assumes everyone else's brain is the same, which isn't true. But I always assume that more information or like understanding something that you have to explain makes you able to explain it better. At least that's how I, like that's how my brain works, which is why I always tell Riolo, like I need to understand this process so that I can then go and talk to the caregiver about how it works. And I know we're not going to do any of this and it doesn't matter, but mm-hmm. for me to talk about it, I have to understand it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'll have, I'll like caveat that when I'm telling him like mm-hmm. my science brain needs to know. <laughs> well, you're digging down to the fundamentals a lot of the times too. Yeah. Like give mm-hmm. me, give me where the purpose of this process came from and then show me the parts that are like the building blocks of it. And then we also have all the artsy fartsy pieces that we put on top of it just to make it flow by every day. Right. right? Um, so everything's built on serve the patient. Um, and then you can get into whatever the process is like, mm-hmm. okay, well, how does this amplify that? And that's what you and I, that's what I've been bugging you about. That's, that's literally the thing that's on your <laughs> growth plan is like drill down to the center point here. Right. Because, yes, we have all of these 1A, 2B steps within these processes, but if you don't understand what it's built on, right. it's, it's, you're going to waver, right? You don't, mm-hmm. you don't have that foundation. Um, uh, I know that this might – I hope this doesn't go over your heads a little bit, but um, <laughs> sorry if it does. It's not that you won't understand it. But it's, it's definitely like a more of a personal re- life reference. So uh, I'm assuming neither of you know who Joe Satriani is. Nope. Uh, he's a guitar player. He's okay. like, he has taught all of like the best guitar players in the world how okay. to play guitar. He's, he's like, now he's probably in his 60s now. Um, but he, he's just, he has taught all the legends okay. how to play guitar. This is his method uh, of, of teaching is you have, you have to learn all of the fundamentals of like music theory and you know whatever all yeah. of the pieces all of the foundations so that you can forget it and then play guitar Be- yeah. because because if you try to do it like just off of the building and like live within the the book right yeah a lot of times it doesn't work it's it's too mechanical it there's no life to it you're you're not able to um uh, communicate the way that you want if you stay within the blocks but if you don't have the box right then there's no way that you're ever going to do what it is that you want to communicate well it's the nuance of medicine so it's that you have to like you said you have to learn all the basics and the physiology and the pharmacology and all the bullshit so that you can then say that doesn't apply to this patient because they're special and Mm -hmm. we're going to do something different for them and no patient follows the book anyways yeah but you have to understand like what the theory is before you can Mm -hmm. do that because otherwise you're just like 
the, it's not nuance. It's just like arbitrarily picking things at that point. Yes, absolutely. So, um, and I and I think that's the cool the cool part about everything being built on serve the patient is even if everybody doesn't have all of the fundamentals understood, at the very least we're not getting we're not on a completely different boat. Yeah, like we're all still together. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just maybe I don't know exactly why this process is the way that it is. But I, and, but I have a, I have the book to tell me how to do it right this time, and then I can go ask the question to Caroline or Carlo about like, yeah. well, why does this matter? Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, but I'm also if I need to know how to do it well really fast, I'm not going to go ask Carlo or Caroline. <laughs> you will get I'm lost. Go you will, get Molly. Get, you will yes. forget what your sentence was in the beginning of that of their conversation. You're like, yes. What did I ask again? Yes. It has it has happened once or twice with me in communicating with Carlo. Not so much you. That's good. <laughs> but also I think part of the issue is when I communicate with Carlo and he goes on those long-winded ex- explanations, I think I tone him out halfway through and it's mm. like, oh, what other things could I be doing right now? Oh, I can do this and this at the same time and just go, uh, okay, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. yep. Um, one thing that I'm, I just had this thought 10 minutes ago uh, to go kind of back to the way in which you guys collaborate, um, I'm really curious what the thing, if you just use your language, right? Like don't worry too much about assessment language, um, is what do you find to be the thing that you respect the most about each other? And what's the thing that you find to be the most infuriating about each other? <laughs> I feel like we need it. Like, do you remember this weekend we mentioned that like drinking game? I feel like this is one of those oh. rounds of that drinking game. It's like a last, oh. like last call and drink or something like that. I, cause you guys, I think you guys were talking about it when I was mm-hmm. looking for games in the garage. Yes. But anyway, it's like, uh, this is one of those moments. I feel is. like we should have like, you either answer it or you do a shot <laughs> if you don't want to answer. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. Also, it would just be Molly answering all the questions and Carol just drinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the least bit worried about ever right. <laughs> pissing someone off by something I say. Exactly. <laughs> Um, oh God, now I got to think about this. So, okay. What is the thing we respect the most, yeah. but is also, and it's so funny because to me, I think it's probably the same trait for both of them. And I feel like I hate talking about your directness because like, it's something we talk, I'm trying to think of like other qualities. It's of fine. Not everybody likes my directness. It's okay. So it like, it's, I, it's the thing I respect the most. And it's also the thing I find the most irritating at times because now let me like focus my thoughts again. So because it is such an asset, like it's something that we need mm-hmm. and we don't have a lot of it on the team because a lot of people fall into these other categories. But it's also the thing that like you sometimes get tunnel vision where you're like, it's this I don't understand all this other bullshit that you're talking about. Like me, where my systems brain comes in Mm -hmm. and I'm like, but it could also be this and this and nuance things and whatever. And like, we could do this medication, but what if it has these side effects? And like, my brain's like up here and Molly's like, I don't understand. It's this. And I'm like, (laughs) that's funny that you mentioned that because that's that's like annoying or irritating to me for you. It's like, but you're going to do this anyway. So just do it. And your brain's like all up in here. Like, but it could be this and this and this. Uh And it's like, she's like, 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 that's a one irritating yeah. thing. But it's also really nice because then when you're in those moments, it also right. teaches me. That's that's what I mean by like it's it's my it's the thing I respect the most, and it's also the thing 
find mm-hmm. most irritating. Mm-hmm. And so I, I, that's probably a good thing that it's both because you can see the value of it even when it's, it is irritating. A positive and a right, negative. Right, exactly. Yep. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question It does. At all. And I, I, I love that answer because our biggest right. strength is also our biggest weaknesses. Right. Like, it, we, because of the fact that we can be defined, because of the fact that we can be ourselves, right? Yeah. Like, I know the thing that pisses the most, most of the people off that are around me is sometimes I just don't shut my trap. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know, yeah. ask my wife. <laughs> Uh, that, that me, I can talk too much. Like, and I tell people that is like, if you need me to shut up, just raise your hand. Like, it's fine. Um, (laughs) but also I, because of the volume of words that come out of my mouth, I have gotten pretty good at using my words as well. Right. So if we need a, 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 a creatively crafted sentence to go at a caregiver right. or like they're just not getting it. Or actually I did a, a, a callback this weekend after somebody else did a callback because the guy just didn't hear it. Gotcha. And I was sitting right next to the gal that did it. And um, I, I, I could hear the entire conversation. I was like, he's not listening to her at all. Right. And she's trying to be really objective about like, don't do this thing. And yeah. he's he's asking a question about doing this one thing, this one way. And she's yeah. like, no, just don't do that. Yeah. And he's like, but how do I do it? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so she, and then he asked for you know, a callback from a, a doctor and she's new and she was, she was like, sure, we can do that. And we're like, no, that's not no. our process. So, so Ben called the caregiver back and we talked for like 10 minutes and I said the exact same thing. Yeah. <laughs> But I, but it was, it was, I just did the art with the words right? and, uh, and it worked. So I lost my train of thought here. Where did I start, Carol? You were talking about how your, your positives can also yes. be your negatives. And that was the point. you go to Caroline point. for that? True. I, I, could, I, I could have told you probably, where you started. Because <laughs> he probably assumed you stopped listening most of the way through, if I'm honest. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. A little bit. I mean, I, I, I toned out... Like this small little section, and then you mentioned like the caregiver calling back after already being told his instructions. I'm like, I've been down this road with you before. Yeah. Like uh-huh. yep. you and I, when I tried to talk to somebody, wasn't hearing me, and it just took Ben going on the phone. And right, yeah, right. Yeah. But I think what I was gonna like circling back to the whole like our positives and negatives. <laughs> like again, like they kind of support each other. I feel like when that happens, and like I'm up here, and Molly's like, but just do the thing. Sometimes even her saying, just do the thing, is the thing that I need to hear mm-hmm. to, like, make my brain make a decision. Because it's, again, like, Carol being tra- trapped up in, like, too many options and thinking. And you're just like, but I need a decision from you. <laughs> just do just it. Just tell me the words. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so, again, there's, like, that complimentary. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Carol, I need you to focus. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> but it's never Carol. It's Caroline. Caroline, I need <laughs> you to better. focus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, it's a great highlight because um, it, it is something, it was from, especially because when with our very much leading um, traits. Yeah, yeah. Actually, one thing that's really interesting about behavior um, that I, I don't know if I've ever really illustrated all that much because I actually went back into the training materials that I had. I was like, I forgot about that thing. So um, 60-40 are the numbers I want you to look at. Um, if you're above 60, that's, that's our, energy, oh. our energy lines. 
So number one, if we're above 60, we have a very tangible uh, behavioral trait. So okay. like, I'm going to see it. Um, if it's low, gotcha. I'm going to see the opposite uh, very often. But the other thing about it, which I forgot, and I love the fact that I found this again, is if I can behave in that way, I'm going to get more energized. Mm, right. Gotcha. So if Carol's allowed to be extroverted and also detail oriented, you're going to be more energized. If you're in an environment where you have to be, um, you know, quiet or mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't know, just however, however one would elect to be less detail oriented. I'm not really sure how that environment would exist or where you got to go really, really, really slow because you you tend to like to move at a fast pace. Yeah. Is if you're like that is something that will de-energize you when gotcha. you're acting outside of your natural behavioral pattern. Um, if we put Molly as a like in a counseling session as a counselor, mm. that would be the most unfulfilling thing she could ever <laughs> possibly do. <Her> face. <laughs> it's like horrifying. Right? Yeah. Just sheer horror. <laughs> Okay, but I do have a question about, yeah. like, I want to know more about the C and how, okay. like, that overlaps between the two of us. Because you said it has to do with yeah. detail, being yep. detail-oriented. So, typically with that one, um, you're, you're not necessarily going to, like see it as much we're going to be able to identify like more outwardly our d and our i variables because gotcha. um, they tend to be more vocal or non-vocal um, c is more like where are my eyes at and how much am i choosing to make sure that this goes right we have a ton of high c's that work here yeah um so I think a part of it is a given at this point where it's like everyone knows that we all just kind of have an attention to detail. Right. Um, when we have people that are low C, they kind of stick out like a sore thumb. Well, that's what I was wondering is like, well, who would that even look like? Like who would be a low? Yeah. So typically it's not necessary. They're going to, they will sacrifice detail for the sake of something else. Gotcha. So if I have somebody that is all I, they're just all people, all or IS. They're all gotcha. people all the time. Well, I don't really care about the details because this person feels bad. Gotcha. Like I'm okay. I'm not intentionally screwing up, but also I don't you care that I'm screwing you up. You start cutting corners. Mm -hmm. Or okay. doing more art. Like gotcha. like I like whatever this process is, I'm gonna break it because of this person. Gotcha. Or, or 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 let's say we're a DI, right? Like I'm going to break this process because it's slowing to. me down right. to get to this result. And I can just get there faster if I go this way. Gotcha. Um, that one's a little bit more corner cutting, but, but yeah, it's typically I'm sacrificing detail for the sake of something else. Gotcha. So, okay. which again comes back to like when we, where we collaborate is like serve the patient mm -hmm. and like getting shit done to serve the patient and doing it in <laughs> Right, a right, because we're gonna do it right, a methodical yeah. way. Yeah, well, and they ask, so like with that, what you like the thing when you get stuck in paral analysis paralysis yeah. is the the decisiveness kind of it's just not quite there. Um, but in Molly's is so over amplified compared to everybody else <laughs> yeah. that it's just like, well, this is just easy. Like we know where you're gonna go. We've right. I, and Molly, you've worked here the entire time with Paul, basically. Like you know the way the case is probably going right. to go. Mm -hmm. So. So by experience, it becomes easier to be decisive. Right. Um, but but also like, um, like, damn it, I keep losing my trains of thought here. <laughs> Molly, what was I talking about? Now it's your chance. 
that I've been here for almost six years and almost the entire time of paw and you were talking about the 60 40 and energy energy that yeah. you went way back you tuned me out for a long time <laughs> <laughs> it's, not, it's not so much tuning you out it's just like okay I'm listening I'm listening and yeah. then, uh, then I'm not and then I come back yeah <laughs> uh well either way um I, I guess we are probably nearing an hour here as well. Actually, I'm 48. We're doing great. Um, yeah, I mean, this was y'all's idea, and yeah, I've been I talking know. the whole. Oh, high C. Uh, oh, just what that would. That's what we were talking about. It was what? Why would that look? Or what would yeah. that look like if somebody? But, that yeah. one's actually the other thing about that too is it's going to feel similar to a, a, a lack of an understanding of a shared value set. Um, so if I. Um, if I value things being done right, I will typically have, uh, or I should say being done right the first time, um, I'll typically have a higher attention to detail. That's going to feel a little bit more like a value because, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I'm going to value um, a high ROI or a low, right? And like that's going to color how we communicate and where our focus goes. Uh, attention to detail is something similar where it's a little less tangible, but we can, we know it when it's not matching as well. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I mean, really, that was my whole purpose in doing this was I was just like, I feel like Molly and I are very different, and yet I feel like we work together very well, and I feel like talking about that would be very fun. Yeah. But I mean, you can kind of take, like, a penny and break one of Riello's windows up here and throw it out there, and my personality from anyone else on the floor, minus Katie and well, Brianna, who will be starting here soon, it's going to be different than anyone else yeah. down there, but... Yeah. We're all different, though. I know. Yeah. But I think, because, like, you said, we're... It, became obvious to me how different we were when you guys were talking about this too. And just the fact that like our motivators are also very different, mm -hmm. but like me being high theoretical and high aesthetic, I guess, to some extent, mm -hmm. like I'm able to do those things or, or get that value out of serving the patient. Like I can do good medicine and I can do all of the like learning and educating and all that stuff here Whereas, and you can also have like your return on economic and mm -hmm. like, you know, get value out of serving the patient, like getting a return on your investment that way. I don't know where the political like falls in as much. For Molly? You're able to accept the credit or take blame with the buck stops here attitude. Well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Just had to read that fine print down yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> Mostly the buck stops here attitude part. Yeah. 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 Like, and the other thing is, too, is um, Molly doesn't get muzzled around here either. Right. So, like, in other workplaces, right, like, if mm -hmm. you if, if there's somebody who's saying, no, Molly, I don't want to hear what you have to say, Yeah. guess well, what's not going to be uh, received well? Yeah. That yes. statement. Yeah. Yes. Well, and I think, too, like, breaking heart hierarchy. Because, like, particularly on night shift, like, Molly, Trevor, and Sarai can really shine because mm -hmm. they do have so much technical knowledge and stuff to, like, bring to the table. And because we don't have that hierarchy bullshit to deal with, it's, like, it very much is a collaboration where I'm like, Molly, what am I forgetting? Like, I know that there's something else I should be doing or some other medication. And I'll do the same thing to Trevor and Sarai too. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want you to view, like read this estimate over when I get done. Cause I know that you will pick up the things that I, or like, you'll even just suggest things. Like, did you think about doing blood pressures or did you think about doing this? And I'm like, Oh yeah, you're right. Mm -hmm. Or I have some lofty reason for why I don't want to do it. Yes. And then the lofty <laughs> reasons where we go into the huge, big spiels about right. the educating. And then Molly, 
Molly's like, so we're not doing it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's 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 what we're that's what we're going with this. Yes, nice. I mean, but, it's the same thing. It was the same thing. Like when you started here, like what am I forgetting? It was the same thing for Lauren and Christina and for Rhiannon as well. It's like they made the surgical estimate binder. I don't think I've seen you touch it once because no. you're determined to learn it all by like memory. <laughs> you just Sometimes like, I forget, I forget it exists. <laughs> I think everyone does because they're always like, can you just look over this quick before you mm-hmm. hand it off to somebody else? And it's like. You forgot an antibiotic. Yeah. So. Hmm. I've never looked in it, but I don't feel like I have a need to look in it. Probably not. So. Yeah. But um, like my point is that like the technicians mm-hmm. here are very, like I could see where you would get a lot of like political and return on investment because like your opinions matter and like we very much try to like collaborate. Mm-hmm. So. Here's a question that I have as well because I am low individualistic. Like I don't understand the high individualistic thought pattern. Um how do you guys think? Because I don't know what it disc- is. Like how it, uh, how do you play that out in lo- in your lives? Mm. Um, and like, do you know where it came from? I guess would be another way of putting it. I don't know if I know where mine came from. I'd have to ponder that. This is where I would need because to- you're both humble. Like that's another thing I want to point out is this doesn't mean that you have an ego. Mm-hmm. The ego is a very, very different variable. You yeah. are both very, uh, I should say you're noticeably I mean, humble. But. Yeah. You have, okay, I'll just read it. It says you have no problem standing up for your own rights and may impart this energy onto others well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know why this specific scenario comes to mind, but I'm going to use it as an example. And I apologize to Ray in advance for this. <laughs> but so there was one day when uh, Carissa came into work and Ray was working. You oh, know, not the, the coffee thing. The coffee thing. It's the coffee thing. And, and Ray was like, wait, I didn't know you were working tonight. Why didn't you bring me coffee? And Carissa's like, oh, like, sorry, man, whatever. And and she's like, I didn't know you were working. And Rhiannon's like, I work this day, this day, this day. And she was like, basically like setting the expectation that Carissa bring her coffee like on the days that she's working. And I was like, hang on. I was like, it is not part of Carissa's job to know your schedule and bring you fucking coffee. I was like, how about you take responsibility and you text her and say, hey, if you're coming into work can you bring me a coffee and she, I, I feel really bad because I think I actually made Ray feel really bad and I didn't mean to do that like mm-hmm. it just was it was one of those things where I like I think it was the individualistic thing that came mm-hmm. out in me where I was like all right Carissa does not need to be responsible for your bullshit like let's be adults here which so the, the funny thing is speaking like of the coffee thing like the only like Carissa comes in to, would come into work every single night and she would bring me coffee. Mm. Like she would just know my schedule and bring me coffee mm-hmm. or she would look it up on Outlook, but we don't have access to the doctor's schedule on right. it. And the same thing with Hannah. Hannah knew I was at work. Here comes a text message. What do you want from Starbucks today on my way into work? Yeah. So it's like they kind of both just learned bring me coffee. They also call it their mercy sacrifice before <laughs> they come right. into work. It makes that caution tag a little bit easier to yeah, stomach. Yeah. So I guess for you, Molly, is that like, do you, how do you play out individualistic? Because like, again, like everyone knows that you have opinions because you're not afraid to communicate them, but also you're high political and high individualistic. So that like, that's a that's a, a high conflict um, possibility there because it's listen to me and we're gonna do this my way, uh, which can be hard for some people to work with. From now, that's my understanding of it from the data perspective. But I've 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 never been a high individualistic person. How does that play out in your world? 
I'll do what Caroline did. I'll read mine. It says, you are not an extremist and able to balance the needs of others and yourself. Um, kind of got like, like, even though I do have the mentality, it's like my opinion, we're going to do it my way, which it does play out into the clinic. I have an example of that one, which is perfect, but we'll go into that. But um, kind of growing up, my parents always taught us like, you have to help others before you help yourself. Okay. So it's just kind of something that stuck. So I'm still able to be, like you said, that humble person. But at the same time, like, nope, we're still going to do this my way. Mm-hmm. And it's just because how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, example of like that example would be um, Ray was in surgery one night and she was in there with Raisha, who's one of our newer CVTs. Mm-hmm. And they actually had to start using vet starch on a patient after I was running triage and then help trying to help them with their anesthesia. And they're like, oh, well, we need vet starch. And Raisha looked at Ray and she's like, I don't know how to give this. And Ray's like, you need to call Molly in now then. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, here's what you're going to do. Here's how you're going to do it, which was pretty much draw it up, give it into the T-port on the IV catheter, don't give it high in the line. And she's like, well, why do we do it this way? It's like, because that's the way I told you to do it, and mm-hmm. you're not going to do it in any any other way. And that's mm-hmm. what I told her for my reasoning was. And Ray's like, and now I'm going to, like, Ray actually had to coach me into the answer of how to explain why we do it that way. Mm-hmm. But... Interesting. It yeah, that's that's harsh. <laughs> like that's real harsh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and mm-hmm. so then my next question is, especially for somebody that's real new, mm-hmm. how was that received? Um, she was just like, okay, and she she did what I told her, and then um, like Ray instru- helped me go into the instruction of this is why we're going to do it. One, it gets in the patient system faster than waiting for it to start up high in the line where we normally give some of our drugs during surgery waiting for it to run all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, so she did help me coach through that. And then I left the surgery suite and Ray, she looked at Ray and goes, well, that was intense. She's like, yep, that will happen <laughs> sometimes. She's like, you'll get used to it. Yeah. But, but yeah. So like, again, like the, I mean, number one, like I can't imagine saying those words in that sequence or in that way. <laughs> Uh, because I'm like, I'm just not that guy. Right. And even probably for you too, Caroline, like the idea of saying that, Mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of variables at play with that sentence. (laughs) Like we're hitting the political, we're hitting individualistic, we're hitting uh, low aesthetic, we're hitting high D we're hitting high C like all of the stuff just like just right, yeah. you should basically got my whole personality in a two sentence, like right. ten words. Right, yeah. that's a lot. Um, but yeah, that's like it's interesting how that the individualistic mm-hmm. process kind of colors that because it's yeah. it, you put you probably put less because to me like the way that I like to distinguish that variable is I don't actually give a crap what the decision is because I'm high political, low individualistic. So I, I really appreciate being heard. I feel like okay. I've earned it in most of the settings where I um, decide to speak up, essentially, because I try to not say anything if I don't know what I'm talking about, which a lot of people would say that I still talk when I don't know what I'm talking about. But that's a that's a different story for a different day. As my mom or dad would say, you like to hear your own voice. Uh, see, <laughs> the th- you want is really interesting. Do 60 hours of podcast, you start to hear your own voice, that's not just funny. like that voice that's in your head. It's creepy. Um, <laughs> I think I'd like that. No, no. 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 Um, but see, Molly, what was I talking about? I don't know. I mean, like, <laughs> you were talking about being low individualistic. Yeah, and yeah. I was trying to think in my head, like more examples, because the example I used is more the second half, which is how do you impart this energy onto others? Yeah. But as far as like 
me standing up for my own rights. I feel like the reason that mine comes off not as harshly as Molly's is because the aesthetic like balances yeah. it. Yep. So like I will draw lines in the sand and be like, I am not okay with it. Like basically I'm like, I need to eat now. Mm. Or like yesterday <laughs> when we were doing something and I was, I had come in on my day off to do some surgeries cause I wanted to get some more experience and stuff. And it was like, I kept saying like, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not like I was reminding people like I'm not actually working right now, <laughs> but that was my like polite way of like, this is my line in the sand where mm -hmm. like, I'm not going to keep getting sucked into doing more bullshit. Cause I do want to get out of here. Mm -hmm. Like, I think mm -hmm. I was here for like three hours yeah. and I was like, and I'm leaving now. Bye. Yep. So, yep. but that's mm -hmm. kind of where I think that one comes in. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's balanced by the aesthetic. Cause yeah. I'm like, I'm not just going to come in and like piss all over everything because right. like you said, that's where like the humility part comes in. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Yeah. And like for me, the way that it plays out being low is, especially paired with a high eye, is I, that, that thought process of telling somebody, hey, I'm here to do one thing and one thing only, like never hits my brain. Right. Like it literally, I just don't think that way. Right. Um, now, I will tend to focus myself down and actually having to sit in a closet by myself tends to help that quite a bit because I can get <laughs> a little bit all over the place. Um, but, but uh, I, like I said, I, I don't actually care what decision is made most of the time. Yeah. I am also a lower D, so I'm actually really not decisive at all. Because I can look at the group and be like, hey, guys, what are we going to do? Like, right. y'all heard my piece. Somebody make a decision. Right, yeah. Um, and a, a lot of times that can be misunderstood as, because uh, I, I, uh, if you remember from uh, the subtle failure mindset, the difference in, like, I don't care mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. for me, it's like, no, I legit, I, I, I'm happy to go whichever way it is. Like, I'm the I don't care that just wants to collaborate in the best way. Right. Not that I don't care because F all of this. This is right. stupid. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, it, and it can be misread in, in the wrong room and um, I think kind of frustrating for people because I can just be super neutral to decisions yeah. Yeah. Um, as long as I'm heard. If yeah. now if I'm not heard, I'm not going to shut up until somebody listens. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Don't I'm ever sorry. go anywhere with me. I'll turn you out. <laughs> <laughs> like Molly, we're right here. I've already I've been seeing it this whole time. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's it's interesting because yeah. it's I, I think for for you and actually maybe that's my next question is um, how do you handle dis decisions going outside of the way in which you would prefer them to go? Like, because if you think it should go this way right. and instead it goes the other way, right. like how do you handle that? Um, so for me, cause I'm not a super high D and I was thinking about this when you were talking about how you say your piece, but then you don't actually care what the decision is. Mm -hmm. I have that a lot outside of work. Okay. So I get decision because I'm not a high D I get decision fatigue mm -hmm. and I, like I use up all my decisions at work. And then I go home and I'm like, I don't fucking care what we eat. I just want to eat. And yeah. like, I don't care what movie we watch tonight. I just want to watch a movie. And I basically get to a point where I'm like, I refuse to make this, this decision and someone else will make it for me because mm -hmm. I do not care. And I could not tell you anymore how much I don't care. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> that's basically the point that I get to. But like at work, I think, like I said, I sometimes defer to Molly to like, refocus my brain on like, but what are we mm -hmm. actually doing? Or I just, I continuously put it back on the caregiver. Mm -hmm. Like, cause there are times where you go into a room and like they refuse to make a decision and they're like, well, what would you do? And I'm like, nope, I am Switzerland. I am not going to tell yeah. you what your decision should be. I have given you all your options. I will present you with an estimate and you can decide then. 
And like, so there are, again, places where I kind of draw the line in the sand because I'm like, I will not take that onus on for like making the decision for you. Mm-hmm. So, and I've, I've made that a pretty steadfast rule. I know some doctors will kind of blur the lines more if they feel like it really is in the patient's like best interest. And I mm-hmm. get that. And I do try to like give the patient a voice in some circumstances, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm not as direct about it as some of the other doctors are mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, for me asking you, I'm going to suppose a scenario because I just want to watch you get triggered <laughs> um, is all right. Um, you have to go into a room. You, uh, you already like, let's say you're, you have 10 patients that are here. Your triage bar is laid out. Perfect. Like, you know, what's happening here, 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 like all the way down the line, you got it all planned out in your head. You walk past Carlo as you go into a room and he comes back to the bar and it's completely rearranged. <laughs> I don't think Carla would do that to Molly. I'm just posing the scenario because there's a possibility that it could happen. It's very, it's very possible. I mean, he has changed hexagons around me. Normally I'm standing right there and he tells me what he's changing and explains why he's changing it. I have not had it where like, Carlo comes out of a room from doing a consult where I'm heading into a room to do whatever I get task I get sent to do um, and then come back out my hexagons are rearranged without an explanation. That has not happened because then it turns into who the fuck, why the fuck, what is going on, who right. touched my hexagons. <laughs> so the reason <laughs> that I... those exact words in yeah. that same manner. Yes. So, and this is probably, I think, a good place to kind of wrap up maybe is... Um, that's the value of being able to have your first emotional reaction because that's frustrating as crap, right? Because what happened is something, a a scenario existed that was well outside your value set. Mm -hmm. It's like, man, I just did all of this work and I had it all laid out and now it's completely shifted and now I'm legitimately mad, Yeah. right? So now we can, number one, we can get it out. And now number two, we have a team that's like, oh, well, we're going to collaborate on this because why are we here? Serve the patient. I'm not just going to be like the guy that's like, no, you don't need to know. This is the way that we're doing it now. Mm -hmm. Nobody says that. Like, that's the thing that we can't really take for granted because it's not necessarily that you always have to do everything your way. Like if it, if it gets, you just said it, right? If he comes in and it's like, no, we're going to move this around and we're going to move this around. You're going to ask why yep. so you can understand it. Yep. Yeah. And then it's like, cause you're trying to learn mm-hmm. also all the time. Right. Also we're turned on investment. Like, Ooh, we can yeah. do it faster that way. Yep. Yeah. Let's yeah. do it that way. And that's what I was going to say too. Like you asked about decisions, not going your <laughs> way. And I think that like, I know for a fact, like if Molly has a good idea where she's like, we should do it this way because that makes more sense. I'm like, yeah, you're right. It probably mm-hmm. does. Like, so even if it doesn't go the way that I had envisioned it going, I either A, have a theoretical, like a high science reason for why I'm doing it this way. And then Molly's like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because again, it is the best way to serve the patient. Right. Or she has a faster, more direct way to do it. And I'm like, no, your way is better. Right. Because again, it's the most efficient way to serve the patient. Right. So I think everything comes down to, again, like serving the patient. I mean, right. when I do have that first emotional response, just to clarify, yes, I do get mad. It only lasts about 10 seconds. Maybe <laughs> maybe 15 to 20 about a certain situation. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, let's move past. And then I kind of either, there are times where I can look at the triage bar and it's like, okay, this is where I'm at with this, 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 this is what he's changed here. It's like, now I just need to wait for him to come back. There are other times where I get mad enough where if I stop, as Tori says, if I stop talking, you need to just leave me alone mm-hmm. or I have to go outside. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're like, 
Sometimes Duly I get angry. Noted. Yes. If I, stop, <laughs> if I stop talking to anybody, it's, you just need to leave me alone. I will come back around, but something mm-hmm. really pissed me off mm-hmm. then. Yeah. And that's, uh, I think that's another interesting highlight about you is um, even though you're not a high I, like you're still engaging with people, mm-hmm. right? And um, one of the things that I find really interesting about that is what this has done for our team is it's allowed us to take conflict head on. Like we're going to have conflict regardless. Right. So let's make it a productive and objective. Mm -hmm. We focus on the, the, the what's the when's and the, and the how's and the where's right. But not, not the why's we don't look at each other and think that we're bad people. But for you, when, um, and for those that are listening, I'm pointing at Molly, but, um, And I, you might do this too, Carol. I'm curious, but because I, I, you and I share a similar trait where it's like, if I don't like you, if we have interpersonal conflict, I'm not ever going to talk to you ever again. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I've seen you do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't happen often, thankfully, but I've seen it happen. Where at least it doesn't happen often around work. Well, right, right. But that's <laughs> right. because we mm-hmm. can have useful, productive conflict. Mm-hmm. I'm. We're not immediately going to the... I'm mad now. Fuck this guy, mm-hmm. right? It's like no, I'm mad because this this went outside of my value set, and now I need to understand why that happened. And now we're going to take the time to figure it out. Mm-hmm. We're going to collaborate as a means to understand the what, the how, and the where, and the when, mm-hmm. right? Not the why. Yeah. So I guess I don't know how you do that, like because I'm not an active like fighter with people if I don't right. like them. Um, but yeah, it's interesting that you and I are like literally mirror images on the eye, but we have a similar reaction on that front. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. I am capable of interacting with people that I don't like. Mm-hmm. There have been vets that I've worked with at previous jobs that I have decided for based on personal reasons that I don't like them mm-hmm. personally. Yes. And I can still like come into work, chat, have a nice conversation, like talk about cases and like collaborate on like work that we're doing. And at the end of the day, I don't like them as human beings, Right. but I can still work with them, mm-hmm. which is weird. And it feels very backstabby. Mm-hmm. Like it, like that's the part I think that bugged me the most about it is it feels very Midwestern. Like <laughs> I am going to be pleasant to your face and then talk mm-hmm. shit about you behind your back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, in those environments, it was kind of necessary because that was the whole MO of communication at that practice was very like, let's just sweep shit under the rug and not ever talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so because there wasn't ever that open line of communication, it's like, oh, well, like this issue is never going to get resolved. So we're just going to pretend that it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm not going to be friends with you outside of work because. Because <laughs> we're not friends. We're not friends, <laughs> but like I can still talk to you. I can still like have a conversation about all your hobbies and interests and whatever. And Mm -hmm. oh man, maybe I just, maybe I'm just really good at faking it, which I hate. I was going to (laughs) say like for me, the thought of doing that just makes my stomach hurt. Like doing yeah. that with somebody that I know, because I, I I've underst I right. I know enough about that kind of conflict where it's like I just I just cut the cord and yeah. like I know that it's just going to be super stressful for me and I'm just even but if see it, even see what's so funny though is like even though I like don't have any personal investment in this person like I have no reason to be their mm-hmm. friend or whatever I still saw their value as a colleague. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I think I can see their value in other respect. Like it, I don't Hmm. know. It's weird because it was like, 
basically I had to put myself in their shoes and be like, this is why you're the asshole that you are, <laughs> but, but you are. And like, I'm not going to expect you to change. It's just who you are as a person. And I accept that. Mm -hmm. And then I can also embrace the fact that like these, because of, because this is how, how who you are as a person, these are also some of the strengths that you have as a doctor. Mm. And so I don't know, I guess it's still like it's that empathy game of like, trying to understand who they are and just be like, whatever. Like I, it's not worth the mental energy of like being angry anymore. It's just like, well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and so when I did engage with them, it was like, there wasn't, there wasn't that emotional, like you said, you get like butterflies. Oh, I just, yeah. There yeah. wasn't that, like, unless we were talking about something that would cause direct conflict, then I would get, anxious about it. Mm -hmm. Like if I knew we were going to talk about something that like they specifically did to piss me off, mm -hmm. but otherwise if it was just about like work or whatever, there was no hmm. emotional exchange or like emotional toll of having to talk with that person. I just was like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Cause like yeah. for, for me, um, well actually long time ago, um, what I did was I, I no joke. I actually wrote it down was I like basically took an inventory of all the people that were like in my life that mattered. It was a very long list cause I'm a high eye kind of person. Um, but what was, what was happening was, uh, yeah. And Molly's just laughing at me was, um, I just can't believe you actually did this. It's the, dude, list, it's the list part that gets me more than anything. <laughs> it was a, it, it was an effort to be honest. Um, but what I, cause what was happening was I was, I was confusing myself on w how in depth the relationships I had with everybody was. Cause I was just like, I want to be all in with everybody, right? Like okay. I'm gonna be best friends with everyone all the time, which is a super high eye thing to do. And not productive also. I have, I have agonized over this, but never have I taken it to a point of making a list. <laughs> it helped a lot because, because, because what happened was the person that was kind of helping coach me through this was, is like everyone in your life is in a bucket. You just have to pick which bucket they're in. Yeah. And you know, you've so like for me, I was like, okay, well we have work friends and then we have, you know, uh, high school friends. And like, I made a list of like 30 buckets Yeah. and then put them in order of like what's actually priority for right. me. Um, and what I learned through that process was number one, the ability to release. And this was before I had written the forgiveness model. Yeah. And that's why for me, like the idea of working with somebody that I just have a disdain for. It's like, yeah. it's not that it's emotionally like taxing. Gotcha. It's just, you're already gone. Like gotcha. you don't hit my wavelength ever. Gotcha. Like you're out of the buckets. You know, if you're not in the buckets, you don't, right. you don't, and especially if you got out, you're like, you were in and then you got out of the bucket. Bye. Yeah. Um, but that was that I learned that process of re, which were lead, like knowing the difference then later in life between um, the types of forgiveness really helped amplify that, too, because yeah. there is the exoneration, which we do our best to practice here. And I highly recommend because it's the most efficient way to do it. Um, but then the, the third um, is is that release process where it's just like, oh, well, you just don't matter anymore. Yeah. So you're gone. And it's not like I didn't try. Right. Because otherwise I'll have a, I have a harder time like forgiving myself if I know that I fucked up. Gotcha. Um, 
and created the conflict, which I will try as hard as I can to resolve. Um, but if it's, if it's coming in this way at me, nah, I don't, it's just doesn't even, but then if I have to work like around them, cause it's happened when like previous jobs is I don't, I, number one, I don't trust them whatsoever. Right. Um, but also I just really just don't engage with it at all. Like I will just actively avoid it. It's, it's extremely funny listening to both of you talk during this. Cause like. I am complete opposite of you. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I don't like somebody. Like, I can I can be nice to people. I don't, well, not nice. I can. You can, I can paint you it can on. You can exist. Yeah. I can say words to them. But yeah. it shows on my face every thought that I'm having. Right. Yeah. Um, so I can't hide that. My friend, my best friend's a good example. She's like you are. She can be, like, she can hate somebody, but still be super nice to their face, which pisses me off. And it's like, <laughs> but you don't like them, so why are you even talking to them? Yeah. And then I'm halfway like you are. Like, yeah. you made a list of people that mattered in your life, and it's like, I either like you or I don't. And right. if I don't like you, then... Right. Bye. Yeah. But in, like, the... I, I will avoid names for the sake of names, mm-hmm. but, like, you and I know what we're referring to. Mm-hmm. And then it was what happened, right? Trust in a way. Mm-hmm. It was core values out the window. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what and through that process, process the our like the process of that relationship developing in the way that it did turned into our internal processes of patient management slowing way down because neither side trusted the other one. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, well, I'm going to cross check everything that person does because right. I don't like them and I yeah. have to work with them. And now because of that, we're double touching everything. And p- potentially if we have to disagree, this is going to take forever because right. not only do we disagree on the objective stuff, we're also flavoring it with this emotional crap that we haven't dealt with. Right. Yeah. I don't like you anyways. And I really don't have much respect for you. Mm-hmm. And, the reason that you know you put all that together is like, well, why are we actually here? Yeah, it directly detracted from serve the patient on both sides, and I don't think either of you wanted that to happen. So that's why being able to engage in this conflict in a more objective way, like I'm not saying that yeah. my process of release is really helpful. I might not recommend it to everybody, but um, at the very least, it's I, I I just don't have I don't really like having the uh, uh, the gray area yeah. <laughs> necessarily. It's like you're kind of in or you're out. Not to say mm-hmm. that we have to be right. best friends in the whole wide world, but for me, you know, I can handle that because I know that I can manage it right. and still like not have it impact serve the patient. Right. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll shut up because I'm curious what your thoughts are on that because it was not an easy thing to work through. Um, or for me to kind of observe even as third party, but like kind of how did that go in your head? You're not wrong. I mean, everything was exactly the way you said it was, um, whether it's we, you didn't trust me, I didn't trust you, I'm going to double check you. Oh, you missed this. I'm going to try to hold you accountable. And it's Mm -hmm. boom. Right. Just the whole day is shot. Your people are in a bad mood. People are pissed off. Things, no one's communicating there. No one's collaborating on patient care. And you come in and you walk back into that setting and you're back into that original mindset. You left your shift. Uh, How 
10 hours before. Mm -hmm. it, it, it honestly, it sucks, especially when you can't work through that issue that you have with people. Mm -hmm. Actually, that you highlighted a really good point is you tried to utilize accountability mm -hmm. without having the other stuff and it, cr and it made it way fucking worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, I get it. You like had to, right? Like mm -hmm. it, you, we got to have something here, but yeah. that really highlights the um, necessity for trust, respect, and collaboration, mm -hmm. because like, man, we we because we, I mean, that's happened more than just in that scenario. Yeah. But that's um, we've tried to put so much effort into accountability that yeah. sometimes we've forgotten about the other ones and mm -hmm. like made things more like made conflict amplify higher than it probably has to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I I never that didn't even cross my mind. But so yeah. I think a big thing for me with being able to collaborate at work with people that I don't like, the difference is that it never got to a point where I didn't trust them to do their job. Mm. Mm -hmm. I still trusted them in terms of like doctor decisions mm -hmm. and like that they still were doing what they, well, most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> Lean doing, on the average. It, it, it's the, what were we talking about? The, the, the attention to detail and the cutting, yeah. cutting corners. Yep. Mm -hmm. That, that bullshit. But otherwise, like I never, I still trusted them to do their job. I never like would directly go against a doctor decision that they made. Which and I'm, so, I'm not saying I ever did go no, against yeah. a doctor's decision. No. Like you guys write up the orders yeah, and tell yeah, me yeah. what to do. I'm still going to do it. Yeah. Right. I might have hesitations about doing it, but then when like end yeah. of the day comes, I do know like, yes, I have the medical license, but 95% of yeah. it will come back to you guys, right. not me. So it's mm -hmm. like, no matter what you tell me, whether like, I might voice that I don't like what yeah. you're doing. I might try to be like, hey, we should do it this way instead. But when it comes down to it, yeah. I'm always yeah. going to do what you tell me to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because like even, so my very first job that I had, my boss hated her. Like just because she made my life a living hell. But even her, I knew at the end of the day that she gave a shit about her image as a veterinarian mm -hmm. specifically. Like I could still trust in that in her certain behaviors and like how she would do things that she was still going to at the end of the day, like get shit done. And so again, like even though I didn't like her as a person and it was hard for us to, to collaborate and communicate, she, I still never, the process didn't ever break down. Hmm. I mean, communication did, yeah. but otherwise like, so I guess that probably is, is partly what the difference is. That's fascinating. Yeah. Cause like for me, as soon as that goes away, I don't trust a single decision that that person makes. I assume they're doing 100% of things wrong. I think it comes <laughs> back. Didn't we talk about like with grit? Wasn't hope. Mm -hmm. So where did you fall on the hope scale? Well, on the, the grit scale as a whole, you were lower, lower than me. Um, but I'm trying to remember hope specifically because I think that's what it comes back to for me is that even if I don't like you as a person, I still am hopeful that there oh, is something in you because yeah. it's what we talked about before, right? Is that if you don't think that there's any chance for this person to change or improve themselves or mm -hmm. anything, if all hope is lost, mm -hmm. then yeah, you need to cut that fucker off. Right. But like, I feel like that is part of the reason that I do stick it out for so long is because I still have hope that mm -hmm. you can be better. Yeah. I guess for me, since I'm not afraid to say stuff, it's that's why it becomes easier to kind of just sever that because because right. it's not to say that I'm quick to that 
point, right? Yeah. It's like, that's the thing, you know, and Carlo and I have talked about, like, the concept of fast to fire is you got to be good enough to know, like, what that means. Because just firing people because they did something wrong right. is stupid. Mm-hmm. It's as soon as they stop engaging the process of collaboration. Yeah. Like, if they're going to hit fall tolerance and dive into division, mm-hmm. and, they're, and you tell them that, and they still go that way anyways, right. like... I'm out like fast, like button push gone. Right. So for me, I think it's mostly just through like practice and like the stuff that I've read is like, I just, it almost gets easy. Yeah. I I don't know another way to put it. Yeah. I kind of want to know what I would fall on on your little hope scale. The grit scale. Whatever. It's eight questions. It would take you 20 minutes. It would take you eight minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about my face. I couldn't control that one. I love how that we both knew exactly what it meant when she made it, though. Yep. You can't hide it, Molly. Yep. You can't hide it's fine. it. Um, yeah, I mean, at this point, we are like an hour and a half in, and we're normally we're, we're a little shorter than this, but I think this has been a very productive conversation. I feel like we've learned a lot about each other, and I'm curious what you guys have for final thoughts on, on some of this stuff. Anyone? I don't, I don't know that I Bueller? have final thoughts. I you normally, go. I, you I, know, I normally don't have any final thoughts. <laughs> like, hmm, okay. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, has it been productive at the very least? I mean, have you learned something about each other? I mean, now that I've actually sat down and, like, had this conversation, it's like I can start picking out times where it's like, oh, uh, yep, I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I see that I see that in Caroline. And one of those, it brought up, like, the – the nine by nine, 13 pan scenario from your house <laughs> popped into my head. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh, so that's where she got that from. It's like, yeah, I don't like that. But that yeah. came into my head halfway through this. And it's like, oh, now a lot of this is making sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what I don't you, know. Carol, what do you got? Um, no, I mean, this, this was like my whole reason in doing this is just because I find all of this to be fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's the high theoretical high, yeah. like, I just want to know all the things. Mm-hmm. And now I want to talk about all the things so that you can also know all the things. <laughs> Everyone now Internet. knows all of the things. <laughs> yes. I, I, this is what, like, I love the fact that people that work here listen to these two because... Like anybody that like right. maybe we should make this mandatory listening for like new MSS that are gonna work overnights. Like this is what you're gonna run into. Yeah, uh, and this is how you it, can collaborate. We gotta get it out to Gretchen. I think that's what her name is. Who's starting on my overnights here oh, yeah. soon? Oh. We gotta get this to her. It'll give her a lot of context. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, with that, uh, I think uh, unless you guys got anything else, I think we can call this one a good one. Done. Anything? Done. 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 Got it. Awesome. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. We'll catch you on the next one.